Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, welcome to Sunday Night and the Fear the Walking Dead After Show on AfterBuzz TV, episode 3, the cruelest of the cruel episodes. I can't wait to break this one down with Simon Thompson and Ashley Chapman. Hang out with us, guys. We'll see you in just one second. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> welcome to the show, guys. Welcome to Sunday Night. Welcome to uh, the show that is not Game of Thrones on Sunday night, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. We're, we're on yeah. our corner. We're staying in our corner. Yeah, we're repping keeping, it as hard as we can. you guys on your toes a yeah. little bit, you know. Yeah. Got some wrenches in there. This was, uh, this was episode three of season two of Fear the Walking Dead. Mm. Yes. The, uh, the spinoff that doesn't want to be called a spinoff. It's not a spinoff. It's a sister project. Yeah. Sister. Yeah. And... It was good. It was a good episode. I'm, no, I'm great episode. so I far loving this show. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was a great episode. I am so in love with this season, I'm actually going to ask it to go steady. Yeah. Ooh. Seriously. <laughs> I, I, yeah, Are I mean, you sure? The, it's only been the third day. Well, I'm going to put out. Right. If Fear oh. of Walking Dead Whoa. tries to fill me up in the back of the TV world, <laughs> wow. it's going to get some. Seriously. I enjoyed the first season. Yeah. This one, I'm squeeing. Yeah. yeah. This, this feels better. It's funny, mm. too, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm... I think that's how people felt about Walking Dead, the original show in the beginning yeah. as well, is that it got better, then it got worse, and it got really good. Yeah. And so this definitely feels like this has definitely jumped ahead in season two. Yeah. Um, but this was episode three, mm-hmm. and yeah. I believe we have either 15 or 16 episodes total, so we've still season. got quite, quite a bit to yeah. go. Uh, we're going to break the whole thing down for you. In the booth, starting us off, we have Mr. Stephen Lemieux, executive producer of the Popcorn Talk Network, and you may recognize him from previously being on the actual Walking Dead after show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, hey. I'll bring up a camera in a minute, but right now I don't have one. Cool. Um, <laughs> I'm Ben Bateman. I am uh, sitting in the chair talking to you right now with my two co-hosts, Ashley Chapman and Simon Thompson. Ashley, yeah. where can the folks find you? Hello there. I'm on Twitter, Ashley underscore Chapman. Let's talk about the episode. This was great. I loved it. Mm, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at showbizsimon. What a mental episode. But mm-hmm. I tell you what, guys, you obviously don't know this if you're watching this right now. Um, I always bring my dinner in and eat it during the episode tonight <laughs> it was, was it was oh my god it was so hard to eat oh god yeah it was slime after yeah. slush i'm gonna have to stop bone. doing that yeah when yeah. you went yeah there was a one moment i was i was <laughs> trying i was trying to live tweet i'm terrible at multitasking mm. by the way if anybody's if anybody's <laughs> wondering uh i like the worst i can't do anything so it was really difficult for me to try to watch the episode and live tweet mm. like, i think i got six tweets off during the episode um <laughs> and i was had to pause and rewind for us like three times during those tweets yeah um but uh but anyway, this this was this was totally mm. awesome. And if you guys want to follow along and, and jump on any of my social on Ben Bateman Media, but let's uh, let's start with where this episode started off, and that is that there's a, a man or a dead man mm-hmm. or a zombie, and he's stuck. He's stuck in some yeah. some sort of processing engine type of deal. Am, uh, I, yeah. am I to exp- understand that that guy was the one that was in the boat with them? Yes. It was him. Okay, great. Yeah, it was the same shirt. So he, uh, Travis, is just like, I'm just going to be a scuba guy all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. Just like, that seems 
terrifying to me. If I was in his position, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll just, you know, throw on the, the wetsuit and the oxygen and just go yeah. into the boat in the middle of the night with a flashlight. And totally cool. It's got to be done. Like, I mean, it's great to have that suspense, but there's so much about this show. I'm watching it, and I'm like, practically speaking, this would never happen, right? We'd go right. down there. We'd have some type of weapon. We'd have something to defend ourselves. You know, we wouldn't be going down there. You know, there's walkers in the water. Like, come on, guys. You know. Let's- you guys sound like you've done this before. Yes. Yeah, we have actually. Oh yeah, we've all, we have, we've on the weekends. Been there. On the yeah. weekends, yeah, yeah. yeah, we, yeah cool. we do, you know, Walker Survival Camp. But no, seriously. And then, you know, um, with just other parts of this episode too, it's just like, come on, guys, you know, let's use our brains a little bit. And then I was with Travis too. I'm like, he he's a teacher, but he just knows how to fix air filtration systems. Anybody else thought that that yeah. was? Yeah, he was he was <laughs> definitely like the handyman all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, I was like, okay. Um, like, I'm pretty good with cars. Yeah. But now I know how to fix boat exactly. engines. Exactly. I mean, also. it was convenient, but yeah, it was just a lot of stuff where I'm like. Hmm, I can't even put it. up a shelf. <laughs> yeah. I would have been so useless. Like same same yeah, tonight's like, episode. Yeah, it's like, right. yeah. Well, well yeah. I think what they were showing was that he can look at instruction manuals and figure out, figure things out. Because even he was saying that wasn't like yeah, his yeah, yeah. forte. I was, I was surprised they didn't go with the shark route because you have a dead body underneath the boat bleeding everywhere. And he's scuba diving down there. And, I mean, these the walkers float, so yeah. <laughs> you'd figure that that would be the danger. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm sure there's a lot of dangers in going under under a boat in the middle of the night during the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, but, but it's dark and that, you can't see anything. Yeah, just being one of them. But right at the beginning of the episode, right at the very, very start, even before the credits roll today, I mean, I think the biggest danger was, I mean, yeah, obviously walkers in the water are quite dangerous, but there was that guy who was more than happy to knock anybody else off. Right. It was just like, oh, yeah, you're looking a bit peaky. Smack. What What did you do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. What about you? What's your favorite color? Red. Oh, I like blue. You're dying. Yeah. You know, he was a little bit keen to bump everybody off. Well, he, and he had had a really big chunk of his ankle taken out Yeah, that guy. That was a large well, bite. That guy kind of deserved it. Yeah. But poor old, you know, burnt face yeah. was a bit like, oh. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah. trying to kill him in the night. He's low-hanging fruit a little bit. Yeah, but you yeah. gotta you gotta look if if they're if they know they need to die, you turn into a walker. You got a guy who's like on his deathbed, and they're all like exhausted. What happens if they all pass out, and he turns into a walker when he, they're all passed out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see their side to it as much mm-hmm. as it's messed up. Yeah, but it's a terrible bedside manner. Although yeah. that that <laughs> that guy who who was very happy to kill everybody, I bet when he got the script, it was like, okay, Brian. We're going to have you in Fear the Walking Dead. We've got a great part, really important in the series. Oh, my God, told all his friends on Twitter, Instagram. It's like, shit, i got two lines and I'm dead. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah don't, guys, don't watch the episode. Yeah, I'll, I'll be back. It's the, fine. The thing is, like, because the show is so big, mm. because it's such a massive show, that guy with two lines has, like, a publicist who's, like, trying to get him interviews on yeah. shows. He'll be at like, Comic-Con charging yeah, 30 for autograph. Wouldn't you? Because if you were in I Fear would. the Walking Dead for two, you'd be Jeez. like, yeah, you know, I was just in Fear of the Walking Dead. Who are you guys? Oh, I was a uh, murderous man in boat. You probably don't remember I was in episode yeah. three. It's not yeah. a big deal, anyway. Where are we going for dinner? Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, so just before we we get into like the drama of the yeah. of the adventure part of this episode, uh, Daniel and Ophelia have a conversation quickly, and uh, Daniel reverts back to the whole "we're family." This is an in-house problem. We're dealing mm. with this. And his line is, "If she had to speaking about Madison yeah. and how she would handle," because Ophelia's like, "I can ask Madison for some stronger medicine because there's some concern that perhaps her her gunshot from season one is uh, becoming infected." infected. And he says, if she had to choose between her daughter and her and you, her yeah, her daughter and, and yourself, and I just was like, well, I don't think that's that fair of a thing to really say. Like, 
in life, in most cases, if you were to meet anybody not in the zombie apocalypse and you became very close friends and you were with them all the time mm. and then it was they had to choose between their child and you, they would always choose their child. Like yeah. that's not yeah. that's not like she's not on our side. That's just the reality of life. I don't know. I thought that was kind of a foolish thing of him to say. What do you guys think? No, I, I think you're right, but I think, to be honest with you, I think be- because of her, the mothering instinct that I think is there, I think she would probably save anybody that was younger and potentially more vulnerable sure. over anybody else. I don't think it has to be a blood relative child. Right. It's kind of like, which is really interesting because later in the episode, there's the, the dynamic where the kids are desperately trying to be taken, um, you know, as adults saying, we're not kids, we can look after ourselves, we're going to go to land. But as soon as they get to land, they start doing dress up with hats and shirts of dead people and right. stuff like that. Yeah. So it's kind of like there is that need to, to feel their mother figure. Yeah. But, you know, when they're actually away from the adults, they're all like, actually, we're going to behave a bit like kids and, you know, right. dress up in corpse clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And go like kind of like post-apocalyptic Vogue a little bit. Yeah. And she puts on like the big floppy <laughs> hat. Vogue. Nick's like, I'm going to wear the captain's jacket. And you're like, oh, look at these is... heels. Yeah. Look at these oh, my God. That's guys. so zombie. That is so yeah. zombie. So it's in this season. Guys, dead is the new black. Oh, was, my God. No, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. And I think I think Daniel is, is also trying to use it just as a way to, to keep Ophelia on his side mm. as well and, like, kind of keep control of the situation. And I kind of took it as a double meaning. You know, like, you're my child. So if I had to choose between one, yeah. of, their, you know, one of the other kids and you, obviously you're my choice. So I think it's all for, you know, self-preservation, but also, you know, trying to keep his daughter alive, trying to keep them a unit. Yeah. And I don't, you know, if... if if he had his way, I don't know if he would necessarily stay with the group. If he had the ability for him and Ophelia to just jet, yeah. I think that he would. So I think it's it's just him trying to solidify their bond a little bit more right. and just reiterate that, you know, this is us. We're we're kind of in this alone. Like, we're, yeah. we're working with them, but, you know, don't be fooled. You know, it's interesting what you said there is you can really see how the writers are starting this dynamic to create a choice for Ophelia. Mm-hmm. Because you have her dad telling her that they would choose their kids over her in any situation but then you also have Nick's kind of flirting with her showing her how to dress the wound make mm-hmm. sure she's capable and then when the dad's looking for any kind of antibiotic Nick's helping Yeah. but then eventually when Nick finds the antibiotic he doesn't give it to the dad to give to her right. he's probably going to be mending this relationship and if it does come push come to shove she's going to still care about Nick and them yeah. more yeah. than probably her father being the crazy paranoid person because when we first are introduced to his character he's the one who's like Oh, it's the government. Oh, every don't trust anyone. So she's just going to think, oh, that's paranoid dad. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And so, so jumping on that, well, two things I want to address. The first one, yeah. the infected wound. So they're not, you guys don't think they're dangling the possibility that she's going to slowly, slowly but surely get infected from that. I didn't, I didn't get that sense, I, right? No, I don't think so because the infection tends to, to take a little bit more quickly yeah. than yeah. that. I think yeah. we would have seen some sort of degradation or sickness or something to, to give that away by now, which would have been, if we're looking at it in real time, what's that, 48, 72 yeah, hours yeah, kind of thing. I think we would have seen something like that yeah. already. I think it's just a grapevine for Nick to get closer to her. Yeah, yeah. so so it's, it's like a plot point. So mm-hmm. then on that note... Um, Look, as a, as a TV review guy, like, you hear the phrase ship a lot. People talk about ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially I do a CW show, and that gets to talk about ships all the time, right? And that's the characters that you like to see together. I'm not usually much of a shipper. I got to say, I'm kind of charmed by the idea of, Ophelia yeah. And yeah, I kind of am. I think it's kind of wonderful. In a, and yeah. I'm not exactly sure why I like it so much, but, like, last episode, they had the funny moment where he's like, yeah, vodka, you know, dress your wound. And she's kind of like, okay, whatever. 
and then you know just now when they're sitting down there is totally a flirty thing going on i, to- I there's a there's a real chance they're going to go there uh and it, you know dave erickson told me when i asked him about um about alicia debham carey and yeah. the actor who, lorenzo who plays uh uh, Chris, Chris yeah. that that would never happen. Yeah. So that's ruled out. Mm-hmm. So that if we were going to have a romantic relationship, I wonder if it would be these two. It's very sad to think of that, though, because if I look at it from like the perspective of, yeah, as characters, they should get together, right? That's cool. Like They have great chemistry. They're flirty and stuff. I still don't think... I mean, Nick, Nick is so... He has so many machinations. Like yeah. he's always doing stuff, and he's trying to get ahead. So he may be trying to get on her better side for you know the romance or whatever, but push comes to sub... He's not putting himself in danger for her. He's not going to give up his life for her. So it's yeah. definitely not love. Well, unless, unless of course, it just developed in that direction. It's still early on. I mean, they could, yeah. they could have... The, the other interesting thing about that is that it doesn't just have to be simple romance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could actually be more intelligent than that, and they could just develop like a really close friendship yeah. uh, through this, which, which would probably be more interesting mm-hmm. as if it took them a long time to get there. Well, it's splitting the audience. I mean, looking at the, the chat, by the way, I'm, I'm looking at this this evening while, while the show's on. Um, people are saying, uh, this is from Just Another Average Fangirl. I really don't like the idea of Ophelia and Nick. Okay. Uh, Winterwolf915, uh, I ship Nick and Ophelia. Right. Uh, Winterwolf195 says there is some chemistry. Uh, Mardova808, uh, yeah, you know. The, Hashtag Nophelia. Yeah, you know, they're not, they're not going to feel you, Ophelia. Yeah, but, you know, I think that romance, if there is going to be a romance between them, I think that relationships in this show, mm. very similar to The Walking Dead, it's, it's not going to be your typical romance no. love story, you know. Well, so if they are going to be in some type of relationship with one another, you know, we don't know if it's going to be a long-standing relationship. Right. We don't know how it's going to progress. I mean, they're in the zombie apocalypse, so you know how. I don't think it's going to be um, a Maggie and uh, Glenn? Glenn situation. Mm. Could be more you of a Daryl I mean? Carroll situation yeah. where they kind of hint at it for a long time, but it never really goes there. Or um, because they're just in such close proximity to each other. Like once we get on land and yeah. all the craziness with that happens, like are they really going to still feel that strong flirtatious connection or whatever there is that they're feeling yeah. right now? I think it's just because they're close and there is some type of attraction there that it it kind of fits. But again, relationships, I mean, you you can even see it with Travis and Madison. Like, relationships in this show, they're going to be very strained, very complex. It's not going to be as simple, you know, I like you, you like me, you know, Mark, yes or no, or maybe so, you know, type of thing. Well, I'm also interested to see what happens with with Maddie and Travis because they almost had a sex scene at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the episode. Almost, yeah. You know, they they were just, and then there was a noise that disturbed them. Yeah. But it didn't seem like it was... It seemed like it was almost... It didn't feel like it was because they wanted to have sex. Yeah. It was It was just functional yeah, and almost like a connection to just being a human being. Yeah. I thought about I this. I just want to feel something, so I will feel you. I thought about this when I was watching <laughs> that scene, and I was thinking to myself, the world goes to hell, yeah. zombies come out of the woodwork, most yeah. people lose their family or their partner. Mm-hmm. How lucky would you be if weeks later you're on a, a luxury yacht in a yeah. bedroom with your significant other or wife Alone, and in a situation yeah. like that where you have like clean sheets and you can like have a moment and make love to your significant <laughs> other. That's so rare. They're like in the they're like in the like less 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 than 1% mm-hmm. of the whole world in getting to experience that in the zombie apocalypse. It's a whole mock moment. I, I Well, you also have to look at what they just experienced because mm-hmm. this episode's right off the heels of them seeing an entire family tear each other apart right so i mean they probably kind of look a little bit higher on the position they're in and not to take it for granted yeah i i read it as functional but i also kind of read it as you know the two of them sort of coming down from just the craziness of having to deal with Mm. all these situations like this is the first time that we've really seen them alone in a situation where they can be kind of intimate with each other and i think it's it's a lot of emotions there it's it's fear it's 
you know, anxiety. It's them just kind of wanting to release a little right. bit. And, and that's what happens when you do that. So I saw it as that, but I also kind of saw it as them having kind of like a moment where they could just be themselves, themselves the way that they were before all of this happened. And so it was actually kind of nice until they were interrupted and they looked a very upset. mixed reaction on, on the, the forum. Um, just another uh, average fangirl. That's sex scene. That's all that says. Uh, not the average fangirl. Uh, was it even one? Uh, someone else, yes, creepy old people scene. Hey, they're not that old. Um, <laughs> yeah, so people saying, yes, it was definitely awkward. So, yeah. yeah. All right, so a couple of things really quickly. I want to move on to the section of this where we, we bring everybody to the beach, and obviously mm. we, we get to play dress up and have some awesome stuff going. But before I do, yeah. a couple of things I want to point out. One, what would the ship name be for Nick and Ophelia? Because you always have to combine the two names. So, I mean, Nophelia yeah, makes Nophelia. sense. Oh, of, Ophelic? I don't know what it would be. They're always kind of awkward. Yeah. Anybody listening or watching, shout out some uh, some, oh, some tweets at us. Uh, that's number one. Number yeah. two, we will be playing the game with Carol Watch at the end of this episode that we always mm. do. I forgot to mention at the beginning at the top. So the character of this show, we vote on at the end of every episode that we think is going to go the most like undercover Rambo by the end of the season, who's going to really just take charge as, the, as that sort of cerebral badass. Yeah. Uh, so that's the hashtag Carol Watch. And then lastly, I want to remind everybody that we are, of course, on iTunes. So rate, review, and subscribe on YouTube. Comment, all that. It helps us stay high in the standings. So we can continue to provide free content which we love to do because we love to do the show so with that in mind let's move to the beach we get in a we get yep. in a raft a, a not a raft like a little speedboat pontoon dinghy thing, mm-hmm. a yeah. dinghy uh, and we get to the beach <laughs> because uh, because after a conversation on the boat which strand tells alicia that you best not be running my boat yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was really funny uh that uh, oh and then she also says that chris is gonna get slapped if he keeps talking mm-hmm. she's kind of sassy there for a second actually she had a great line too right because uh madison said Madison said, uh, what, like, we're in it? or we're, and she, we're, What did she say? I tweeted this. She's like, we're all in it. Deal with it or something like that. Yeah. yeah. That, was, uh, that was Alicia's line. So uh, anyway, they, they get to the beach to try to scavenge and forage some clothes and things like that in like kind of a lost Fine, meets yeah. Fear the Walking Dead uh, situation. What, what did we think about like, the, the idea that like, Chris would just wander off like, just, just to cause trouble? Just like, ass. I, I, well, here's my take on it. I, I mean, I, he's really becoming a bit of a dick. Yeah, he totally If I'm is. really honest with you. And I think he needs, whereas other people are turning to certain things for releases, and we mentioned the sex earlier, um, I think he, he's he got a taste yeah. for killing. And I think he thinks he's kind of a secret badass, and this is his dirty little secret. Right. That every now and again, he likes to go and finish off a walker. Yeah. That's him where he feels like a man. He's in control of that situation. Yeah. Nobody's telling him what to do. But this time, obviously, he goes into the body of the plane and he sees walkers and he thinks he's a badass. And then he sees someone who's alive. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to the moment where they're saying, finish me off, kill me, he can't do it. He's not such the big man. And I think he's terrified by the idea of killing a human being, but also about what that will do to him as an individual Mm -hmm. by the fact that he's not, you know, he's, he's not toying with walkers he is taking an actual human life and that's a very different thing and I think that will bring something out of him as a character he doesn't like very much the fact that he'll have to do that yeah and it was like you said it was it was a taste which you got a sense of it and Mm. I I really really liked that scene it was just it just really it was heart-wrenching you know very difficult to watch at first it didn't read to me as if the guy was saying you know finish me off I thought it was like legitimately can you please help me and I thought that he he, in his mind, just interpreted, okay, I just need to put this guy out of his misery because mm. I can't carry him, and he's yeah. clearly you know, injured beyond repair. So yeah. 
I didn't necessarily take it as that, but yeah, I think that that he is starting to explore a little bit this idea of you know the the, the game has changed. You know, we, there's new rules now, so I can pretty much do you know within yeah. well, some sort of a reason whatever I want. And I think that you know, with his mom being dead, like you said, him not really having control and feeling like he had control in certain situations, that is a way for him to sort of take back that control. But yeah. also, with, when the crap hit the fan, yeah. he was kind of like, oh, oh, the guy's got a broken. Back. Back, it's sticking out his back. What's yeah, the I know. I'll give him some water. Yeah, and then he was like, I, yeah, it was, it was definitely. And even the guy was like, water? are you yeah. kidding me? It's good water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm, I'm sure it was yeah. Evian or something was, like that, or Fiji. Was, yeah, yeah. But it was kind of like, dude, I've got my spine sticking out of my oh, back. You're giving me H2O, gruesome. worst first responder ever. Yeah. Well, I think what's really interesting about this character development for uh, Chris, at the very least, even though he's getting annoying that he's just walking around and just blowing off the rules and mm. being devil may cry attitude is the whole reason he was upset and kind of got into this mood is because his dad killed his mom because she was bitten and basically saving him so his dad used that as a i'm saving her from this fate of becoming a walker yeah so now if that's his first mindset of the apocalypse this is just kind of taking it to the next step Mm -hmm. he he puts the walkers out of his misery at the gate and now he's taken it up to the next level of saving people by Killing them. Because even if the guy maybe didn't mean help me by bashing my head in, Chris's experiences through this show have been, let's help this guy by killing him. Like, Mm -hmm. my dad helped my mom by killing her. So I think it'll be interesting because at the beginning of this episode, we see the guy in the boat that immediately knocks that guy out for being bitten. I think Chris is going to become very ruthless when it comes to, like, even more like a Shane from Walking Dead, Mm. where... If you're bitten, you're out. And I think he'll just immediately start taking care of people who are bitten, whether they're friend or foe. Yeah, because in the trailer for the next episode, you know, he sees another group of of people on the raft and he's like, should I shoot him? You know, like almost without even any emotion or, you know, thought like if they would have said, yeah, I'm sure he would have taken him out. Well, death definitely seems to affect the characters in this show differently. Mm -hmm. I mean, not just this show, but dating back to Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you get you get you put you get put in the situation where you have to kill. You have mm-hmm. to kill people. Because uh, killing walkers, obviously, as we've seen, it, it affects everybody differently. But ultimately, when you have to kill people, which almost everybody has to do in this world, obviously, that's it's PTSD. It's like a, it's going to war. It's, yeah. it's yeah. being put in a situation that is extremely traumatic. And when you're younger, like he is, he's cl- clearly full of rage and confusion right now with what happened to his mom. He, he really, Stephen, you mentioned this before the show, he may sort of end up being that sociopath character a little bit who's, who's just a little off. Uh, and we maybe are seeing the beginning stages of that, that he's going to end up as just somebody who's just a bit off, compromises yeah. the group even. It would be good to see something coming from him because right now, and I'll, I'll talk about this in the, in the chat in a second, but he is possibly out of everybody contributing the least at the moment. Yeah. So, you know, he's what he is is everybody else is out getting clothes and they're out getting drugs and stuff like that. And what's he doing? He's off messing around with walkers. Um, you know, he's not really bringing anything to the party at all. And it's interesting to see how people are reacting to him in the chat room, actually. Chris is getting awesome. No, he's not. <laughs> now nah, he's being stupid. Chris is growing some balls, baby. Uh, and he's going to get someone killed. Dude, he's going psycho. No, he's getting better. So he's clearly a character where some people are going, you know, yes, yeah. go mental, you know, really bring mm-hmm. it in. And some people are going like, no, you're a loose cannon. It's a really interesting point yeah. where his character is right now. I think he'll have lots of uses for until they decide that they don't need him anymore. I, th- do- mm. I think he's the only character who doesn't bring morality into things when he's dealing with them, and yeah. a lot of the characters are too busy like focusing on stuff. The other only other character I can compare him to right now is Strand, so that would be a really interesting dynamic if those two kind of got their mindsets together. Uh, I do want to say something real quick, though, is um, 
If you think of it another way, though, if Chris hadn't walked off, they potentially all could have died on the beach because if uh, Salazar wasn't walking up there trying to find Chris, they would not have had that much of a leeway seeing all the zombie horde coming towards them. So, I mean, you can look at it two and a half ways or the other. Mm-hmm. They're, like, the fact that he was looking for them made them more aware and able to warn everybody that there was 100 zombies coming towards I them. I think that was chance, though, rather than anything no, it from... Was, yeah, it right. was chance completely, but you can look at two, two sides yeah. of the coin with you're right, what happened. You're right, you're right. Sure, I mean, that's that whole, uh, I, you know, I put you in danger, but I saved you, but you wouldn't have to yeah. yeah, right, yeah. it's that whole idea. So, uh, so anyway, speaking of who's becoming a badass, just yeah. I, I do want to stay on the beach, but I want to make note of this because early on, Madison's having that conversation with Strand. And Madison, to me, is the character that is, like, pretty clearly mentally shifting the, yeah. the quickest. She's taking control. She's figuring out how she wants to handle things. And, yeah. and she's the one, it really is her show. I mean, that's it's becoming more and more clear every episode that it is absolutely her story, yeah. which is awesome if you think about that, uh, that this whole show is ultimately going to be rooted by yet another strong female character on TV. That's like, a, it's a trend we're beginning to see more and more of. So, But she does say to Strand, if you even look wrong at anyone in my family, I'll throw you overboard. And she... He didn't necessarily look wrong at anyone in your family at that final moment of the episode, but he definitely kind of, uh, you know, got in her face yeah. a little bit what he did. But that happened a couple of times in the episode because there was a point where he, Strand and Maddie were having a conversation and Strand looks at her and goes, you're not a killer. And the look on her face is like, yeah. no, seriously, I, I will kill you. Yeah, I believe she is. I, yeah, my, my, oh, she would kill somebody in the flick of a switch. Yeah, I think he was dead wrong, no yeah. pun intended. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, so getting back to the beach, of course, mm. and, and, and salvaging all of the drugs. So as you mentioned, Nick is looking for Ophelia's drugs. He's looking for the correct antibiotics. Yeah. Um, he, does make, he does make a comment about which drugs. He's looking for oxys and things like that. So I, I definitely think that. There will be a moment in the show where Nick relapses. It's pretty obvious. It, it, I can't see that he's clean. He, I just don't believe it see, for a I second. I disagree with that. You think I he's think, clean? I, and I think we saw a lot of this evolution in the episode tonight. Um, and it was it was slightly later on in the episode where he was covered in blood after being in, in, in the zombie pit. Which, by the way, would be a great kids game to give at Christmas. The zombie pit? Zombie pit from Hasbro. How <laughs> crazy were those um, those crabs, though? Actually, sorry, I just insane. cut you off. And just... No, it's fine. Yeah. But um, so, so he was... Um, he was. Uh, oh, I completely lost my train of thought there yeah. for a second. <laughs> Just killed you. Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, what was I saying? You were saying he was, yeah, he was about, playing some 127 hours here and getting trapped with the zombie. Yeah, yeah. Because I was talking about hey, he's gonna he's gonna relapse. And you yeah, were saying, and he had effectively a rebirth because it's funny when he came out of the pit and he turned up on the beach later on, and he is obviously having these points of clarity where for the first time in his life he's actually completely sober. Right. And he's being able to look at these things in a completely different way. But being covered in blood and being so close to death. Yeah. So he's gone from being in this state of permanently being in a fuzz to completely being sober, and then. Being in a situation again where that sobriety and that life that he's got could be cut off. And he emerges covered in blood. He's facing off with the zombies going one to one. It's almost like he's being reborn again. Interesting. Definitely had. So so Alicia gets her first kill, right? She gets her first. Well, I mean, I guess she whacks a zombie in the head. You assume that's her first kill. Kind of by accident. Yeah. and then, and then he pops in and just totally one-ups mm. her, covered in blood. I know. Just starts going. Badass. Yeah. He, I know. He's a total commando moment, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll have to give my Carol Watch uh, predictions later, but yeah, he would definitely be in the running. Mm. But, you know, it's interesting that you talk about Rebirth and then with the crabs, yeah. you know, eating the, the walker. Because the title of this episode was Oroboro, which I looked it up, and it's actually an ancient symbol depicting, like, a serpent or dragon yeah. eating itself. So. It's kind of depicting like eternal return or recreating yourself. Okay. So there were a lot of really cool moments where they sort of alluded to that. And I think that, that that's a really great 
you know, motif, I guess, to to bring up for this show, mm. you know, because there is a lot of rebirths or there's a lot of people like coming into a new creation, a new self in the midst of being in the return of all of these, you know, living dead people. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I think that I think it would be interesting. It'd be interesting for the Nophilia or, you know, yeah. O'Flick relationship if he does relapse, because, mm. you know, that would obviously be a really bad situation for any type of romance or whatever for them. Yeah. And it would cause, you know, a little bit more drama for them because it's like, is he going to choose to, you know, is he going to revert to his old habits where he chooses himself and his addiction over his family and everybody else, which at this point, that's a really terrible, you know, decision to make. Um, but I don't know. It, you can, we have you can, 16 episodes, so it could happen. You can already see him wanting to do that, though. Yeah. And yeah. I think one thing that we don't realize is uh, Salazar doesn't really understand drugs at all. And he makes that pretty clear. It's like, oh, you want, the, you want the penicillins and the codones, right? Well, at the same time, what are those pill bottles that he's taking away from Salazar? Like, yeah. Those could be something that he's just tricking Salazar. Am I going to take these for later? That's what, I, that's what I thought. I thought the same thing as you did. And I, I thought that's what I was asking these guys when it was happening. Is he being mm-hmm. a little bit subversive with, with his uh, presentation of that information? I, I really believe that there will be another like Nick on yeah. drugs moment. But getting back to the crabs moment for a second. The, the, the zombie pit. Yeah. Um, the Christmas game. Nothing worse than walker yeah. with crabs. crabs. Yeah. yeah. So that was just... Just like one of like they've done a lot of these yeah. moments since the beginning of the first show, and then we haven't had as many in this show yet. Where it's like, this is this really new graphic. thing we haven't yeah. seen, mm. and that was very memorable to me. That was uh, the air marshal from the flight. Was it? Yeah, okay. the clothing was the air marshal. So yeah, that's you bring Gosh. up an interesting point. Uh, so some of you maybe haven't watched this flight four sixty two. That's the flight. Mm. That's the airplane that we saw crashed, and uh, it was a it was a like a web short that they did. Yeah. Because in season one, I believe it's like episode four, three or four, you mm-hmm. see an airplane going down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they did essentially what happens on that airplane. They and it's it's probably like twelve minutes long. But the girl who they find on the beach, uh, who they leave in a raft, as well as the charred kid played by Brendan Myers, mm. uh, they're like the two stars of Flight Four Sixty Two. Interesting. And oh, so okay. it's like a little bit of like bridge. It's like some you know bridge between season one, season two. You can watch. Uh, cool. I, I'm surprised that. Like, I would think they would show it on TV. I would think that they would have it as part of an episode, but I guess not. I, well, I think either maybe perhaps not as on TV, but I think we could very much, when this hits home entertainment, yeah. I would be not at all surprised if that is all on there and possibly some other stuff to build around it. Yeah. Yeah. Just to flesh out, pardon the pun, um, these characters uh, a little bit more because I think we've got more to learn about them in the season. Yeah. But I think just to help fill in the blanks, and obviously, you know, when I spoke to Robert Kirkman a, a couple of weeks ago, you know, they are already ready planning season three yeah they've already mapped that out so i think there's going to be some continuity there so that might work in that position yeah do you think they're going to flashback to him finding out that the blood detracts from the zombies or do you think that's just going to be like a dialogue between him and maybe alicia saying how he figured it out probably just a just dialogue yeah. i would, I would, I would yeah. guess because i think that's... flashbacks i'm not sure would would work as a, as a mcguffin in in the episodes because they haven't used flashbacks yeah. much sort of really proper flashbacks yeah. in, in The Walking Dead yeah. and I think to try and put it in here I think it would work better as, as dialogue yeah. than than anything else I can just imagine the flashback too you know it's like windy <laughs> and you know dark yeah, yeah right yeah, I was alone <laughs> yeah. just me and the walker you yeah. know <laughs> did I ever tell you about the time that I realised the walker blood was really yeah. not a good thing to have I mean it's, obviously it's like a decision or it's, it's a realisation that anybody in this world has 
has at some point early on in the zombie outbreak is that if you cover yourself in zombie guts and blood, you'll be, be you'll good. be fine as a camo decision. Well, there's there's the phrase "getting your hands dirty," which yeah. is often used with things like this. But this is the episode where people are quite literally getting their yeah. hands dirty. dirty where yeah. Travis was, you know, elbow deep in yeah, no. zombie guts, shiitake mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was just like it was grim. And it, you know, obviously we, we, we've spoken about, um, you know, blood on face and blood on clothes and stuff like that today. Yeah, it is really the case where they come physically up close and all over them yeah. um, with, with the walkers rather than just facing them as a physical yeah. entity. So this really is, you know, the nitty-gritty yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, uh, and so, so they get they get the girl and they start running back to the boat. Yeah. Uh, and and they she says we have to make a stop. So this, this other kid who, he seems like he's dying. I mean, yeah. and those were the two characters they focused on the most in Flight 462. So you have to assume... They will try to find a way to use them yeah. uh, and, and give us more story with them. But, I mean, S- Stephen, what I was just talking to you before we started, you were saying that you think that they're going to use both. I think that kid's dead. Ren- uh, the kid played by Brendan Myers, the, the burned kid. No, I don't think he's dead at all. I think that's, that's a, it's a, good, it's a go- good thing to not be that predictable. Yeah. Mm. Like, I feel like he would die fairly easily. She's already protected him from one thing. She's already, And then they wouldn't have had that speech where she's telling him that this is the worst part of it all. So if he can survive up until now, I think he might actually survive and might be kind of a cool character. I see. I think that the, exactly the opposite. I think it's, it's not going to get any worse. It's not going to get any worse. And then, yeah, it's it absolutely going to get worse because the worst case scenario in this world is she just die because that's what everybody dies. Everybody dies in this world. So to me, I was just like, that is so cruel. He, they, Strand comes down, he cuts that rope. We may never see those characters again. That might have been the moment. And I, I would not be that surprised if that's the moment. Now, you could be right. Maybe maybe there's a mutiny. We saw some scenes from next week, and they go back and they get him. But I also wouldn't be that surprised if yeah. it's like, I'm taking care of you. It's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We've come this far. Not at all. You're, we're just yeah. both dead. Well, that, sorry, go ahead. They do a good job in the Walking Dead series, and Robert Kirkman as well, because he's taking a lot more strides in this show. Mm. Uh, it's a small world. Yeah. Um, I really think that whether whether or not they go back for them, a few episodes later we could run into them again. Yeah. Um, there's only so many survivor enclaves at this point that are safe, I'm assuming. I'm sure there's still some that are held out by soldiers uh, that if they end up in, and I know like we don't talk about the scenes from next week, Alicia, you, I mean, sorry, uh, Ashley, you mentioned it a little bit, that we see them in a campsite somewhere. And if they're taking in survivors or sending out a message, what's to say that uh, Alex and the, the kid didn't get put over there too yeah alex and the kid you mean seth or jimmy yeah the people in the boat they cut off yeah okay i I was thinking that too i mean the way that they set it up and like now that i know kind of a little bit of the back issue that they did the whole short film and everything like that it it would make sense to use them a little bit more and kind of add to the suspense and the drama and so if it's not the very next episode i think it might be it might feel rushed you Mm. know um, it will probably be like maybe another three or four episodes in, which would be interesting. Um, talking about characters see. that we've we've cut off. I mean, Jack, of course, from yeah. the radio, from yeah. just you know an episode or two ago. You know that we suddenly disappeared. Yeah. yeah, he'll come back. Now, I mean, but, we have to assume he's the guy who's who's chasing them. He's yeah. the guy who's going to find them. It's just so hard, Richie. You know, like when all of them having to make that decision, and Travis kind of stepping up, you know, and saying that they don't even have to get on the boat. Like just her expression, I just mm. was my heart sank. I'm like, wow, this is this is the our humanity now. You I know? Mean, yeah. Well, Strand is the only character so far that we've had that is that is truly. Like a, just an absolute one hundred percent ready uh, for this. Yeah. yeah, and what's the yeah. word I'm looking for? He's uh, the most. He's the pragmatist. He's absolutely yeah. pragmatic. Everybody else is kind of getting there, or they're on the fence about it. 
Madison and Travis seem to be understanding it a bit more. Mm-hmm. She does say, this is the best I can do yeah. to Alicia. When Alicia's just like, he's dying. But, I mean, I don't... As much as, like, Strand is correct in being pragmatic about it, he's yeah. correct in the sense that, yes, he could turn, this could be dangerous, why do we want to take on extra passengers? That attitude doesn't work in this world. Because mm-hmm. you have... You, like... You can't be that black and white about it. Yeah. It's just it's too early it's a case on. Case-by-case mm. situation. But if, yeah. I, if I can make a prediction real quick here based on everything that they've been leading towards with Strand's character, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and assume that, yes, that place exists in Baja. How many people can he bring in with him? That's the thing. is like Because as much as it might tug at his heartstrings, he knows that there will come a point where it's going to be him and maybe two other people that can go in and the rest are dog meat anyway. So why is he going to bring more people on when he's just going to have to tell him he can't bring him in later. Well, we well, talked about this last week. This yeah. was that you. This yeah. was your prediction, I think, right, Simon? Yeah. That you were thinking that mm-hmm. he knows exactly the number that they're going to allow into this compound, this mm-hmm. protected compound. That's why he's being so particular about it. And there was a very, there was a bit of dialogue that really struck me today um, where he says the, the, the real danger um, is out there, the strangers, uh, the people, and the friends. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, those are three very different groups, people that you don't know, people that you do know, and people that you trust. Yeah. And yet, all of those are equally right. the dangers. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, definitely. I love I love when uh, when he says to Madison, you're asking me to trust you infinitely more than you trust me. Yeah. Which was great. It's totally true. She was being yeah, a complete hypocrite yeah. about it. Uh, but I think... Should we? Do you guys want to get into into predictions? Yeah, let's, we yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. And now your After Buzz TV predictions. That was great. The camera's up. I can't go into the soundboard. <laughs> that was wonderful. Yeah. Um, great. So yes, uh, predictions. We will get into predictions here. And I, Washington, you, you want to guys want to jump jump in first? We're also going to do Carol Watch. Yeah. Stephen, you can have a seat on the Carol Watch panel this week mm. if you'd like. Well, he, here's here's where I was. I thought that we were gonna, you know, we were really going to be looking at losing Chris um, very near. But you don't sort think so I don't think we're going to do it because yeah. there was a point where he was on the beach with um, Alicia yep. and she was checking about him being covered in blood mm-hmm. and she doesn't know about his previous kills. Right. So I think there's something that's going to be explored within that relationship where she's going to take some sort of opinion on where he stands with that, either see him as a hero or see him as an, as an abhorrent individual. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be some confessions around that. So I, I don't know where that's going to go. I think... We can see the, the the and someone commented on this in um, in the chat room is that we can see Travis's um, Rick beard coming out now. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I think you know where there's stubble, there's trouble. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's trouble. yeah. So I think there's that. So I You're I predicting don't, the beard. It's really <laughs> I think yeah. I, but I think we're yeah. going to see something very closely between either Maddie uh, or, or and um, and Strand or Salazar and Strand because again Salazar said basically got Maddie to go and do something because. If he said it to yeah. him, he would not be very polite. So yeah. I think that's going to be; those are going to be the powder keg points over the next couple of episodes. I think. Hmm. I think that uh, Chris is going to save everyone. You think so? Because I think I mean, looking at the scenes from next week, we see it's kind of a hostage situation. Uh, probably people from the survivor camp are trying to gather up as many supplies and survivors as possible, and maybe bring their boat in and have. Because of course, as much as the boat's great, it has the water recycling unit. So they're going to want that on land, too. So they're going to use that boat. Um, Even if they bring him into camp, let's say Chris is the young kid. They don't seem very threatening. And everyone's tied up. And Chris is probably the one that goes and murders everyone who's holding them hostage. And it's like, it. a, and it's a real like, it's like a moral, a moral change one where everybody kind of looks at him like, "Thank you, but you're psycho." Yeah, I think that's going to mm-hmm. cause kind of a rift where Strand is going to appreciate Chris more, and we're going to get a weird dynamic between him and his father. But at the very least, he's going to come into his own as this person who is kind of 
the Lynch, uh, the the clutch character, and I think that's why he's my Carol of the Week. Because so you're going I th- Chris's Carol watch. Yeah, for I'm going to go okay. Chris yeah. Carol watch because I think that with what he's done now, nothing's going to phase him with taking on people that want to cause violence towards mm. him. Yeah. So I would go. Uh, I had the same feeling. Obviously, we talked about this with Chris. He seemed like the most obvious character to die. Um, the most obvious character to die this season for me now feels like it's Salazar. That feels. That feels like he's going to have a big arc. He'll be very important, but he, to me, would be like the easiest character for them to kill. Um, as far as Carol Watch goes, I kind of want to give it to Madison this week. Mm. I kind of more and more am just feeling like she is really going to take charge. She's really going to come into her own. I would say Nick, but he never, he like was never really that like meek or scared of a character in the first place. So it feels him covered in blood and taking charge didn't feel like as big of a stretch. Whereas at the beginning. You know, Maddie was like thinking, thinking back to her in the school, and when she's with, um, what's his name, Tobias, yeah. and they're being chased by them, and she like doesn't know what to do or how to take care of herself. She seems so helpless. She just definitely seems like she's coming into her own more and more. I'm definitely anticipating a scene with her covered in blood, killing walkers. Well, they foreshadow that when he, when uh, Strand says. You won't kill anybody. Yeah, you're not a killer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I don't know if that'll be next episode, but I definitely think it's coming eventually. Yeah, she's for sure. she's my Carol watch for this week. And Salazar is my death prediction. Um, and then as far as I, you know, I guess the more I think about what you guys are talking about with the raft, maybe there will be a mutiny. They'll go back and get them. But I wouldn't go more than 51% on that. I would I would still stick to my 49 that, that they leave them and they're just dead. <laughs> that was that was the arc. What if, more than 49, I got it. Well, for my Carol watch, I'm, I'm going to say Nick because yeah. at the end, Ophelia said to Nick, you smell like death. Yeah. Mm. I think that's an omen. I love yeah. their I love their relationship. Yeah, I ship yeah. them. I, I kind of have a little three way going. I think it. I felt really? like it was. I felt like they all uh, Nick, um, Chris, and Madison. They mm. all had really great moments where yeah. they open it up to a little bit of foreshadowing. I mean, obviously Nick with the blood and you smell like death. Chris with you know him coming out and talking to. Um, um, Oh, Alicia? Alicia and you know he's basically like no it's it's fine like I'm covered in blood but just the look that he had on his face like you gave a really strong sense of no this is like kind of who I'm becoming now like no it's it's cool it's fine and and kind of you know covering that up kind of like what Carol did and does yeah. um, and then with Madison of course you know her being on on the boat and sort of going head to head with Strand which at this point is really the only person mm. that he allows to do that, you know. So yeah, there's, he so I think he a little bit, a little bit of a, res, a weird respect thing going on. And I think he recognizes her sense of strength. Yeah, you know, while he doesn't fully trust her, and you know, it's a very weird dynamic. Yeah. But I think that of all the people on the boat, the only reason why he didn't cut the rope sooner or not even let them on the or let them tug on in, in the beginning was because Madison kind of yeah. stood up and you know kind of made those shots. So all of them, they had really really great scenes where I could see, I could see a path of them yeah. leading down to Kara Watch. And then as far as um, predictions for the rest of the show, I'm sensing like something is not going to be right with Baja. I'm thinking that maybe they. None of them actually yeah. even get into this this fortified place. I'm thinking something crazy happens where it either gets compromised or Already is maybe. you know walkers yeah. or or they are just there. don't get there in time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking that that probably won't even be an option for the rest of the season. Well, that's what we think. Um, in the chat room, people are saying um, Winterwolf nine one five. My death predictions: uh, Chris one, Travis two, Ophelia three. Okay. Um, not the average fangirl. What if Carol Watch went to Travis? Hmm. Um, just another average fangirl is yeah Madison is more of a Rick 
Um, yeah, so interesting. Uh, also here, um, I have this weird feeling that Alicia is going to die this season. That's no. from Hissian 400. I don't I don't think that. I, w- I will guarantee no, I... you that doesn't happen. Yeah. No. Um, and uh, someone said that Ben will join Negan. Ben oh. will join Negan. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So apparently you're the um, you're the wow. very evil dark red herring. I want to throw something out real quick. It's okay. more of a long term prediction, but I think that Chris, I mean uh, Nick, right now is not on drugs. I'll say that. I'll mm. say Nick right now is not on drugs. Yeah. He needs a dark secret. One of our characters need a dark secret that kind of pushes them towards a dramatic standpoint. And I think that's Nick, Chris, right? No. No, because I think Chris, you know, he did that, but it's not anything that affects them really. Yeah. I think. Based on Ophelia and her father's uh, conversation, Ophelia will take uh, Nick's side and it'll put her in a situation where Nick and Ophelia are alone. He'll cause her death somehow or won't save her. It'll make him have a secret, which will force him back into drugs. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Because I feel like he's the character that if he he had to deal with something dark that he couldn't tell anyone else, he has the most room to kind of change with his drug addiction. Mm. Ophelia is a pretty, I mean, she's a pretty likely death prediction too, but yeah. they also, but they also haven't done anything with her yet. So that's, it's hard yeah. for you to predict. They like, I guess, I guess Chris, they had done a lot with him previously in terms of him just being annoying. So that's why we were all sort of like, he's just, he's yeah. easy, he's low hanging fruit. But yeah. then obviously now he's developing with her. She'll need an arc. She'll need to develop yeah. because right now, if for her to die anytime soon or the season, she just hasn't done anything yet. I give her know? three or four episodes. You think, honestly, you, yeah, you, you think so. I just don't. I don't see. I see her character, but I don't see it going past this season at the very latest. Hmm. Well, I mean, we'll see what what they do with her because she'll have to have some kind of an arc first. Otherwise, she's just here's here's an option. Could she disappear for a couple of episodes, get taken by someone else? Yeah, it's true. She could be taken captive. Maybe. You know? yes. I think her father is a more interesting character, though. I think he has a lot to grow. And I think if I was to choose between those characters, I'd rather her father for multiple seasons than her. Yeah, but so her father for me is is like I think he is integral this season, but I think he dies at the end of the season. That's well, that's like my that that was just today. That's my. He prediction. said never steal from dead people, and he did take some drugs from dead people. Bad so yeah, you kind of ruined it for yourself, son. Yeah. Um, that is going to do it for us this week, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you, Stephen, for being in the yes, chat with us. Thank you. And. Uh, if you are watching and you want to share your predictions, remember hashtag Carol Watch. You can find any one of us on Twitter. Share with us. I'm at Ben Bateman Media on Twitter and Instagram. Hey guys, I'm on Twitter, Ashley underscore Chapman, and on Facebook, Ashley Chapman. Thanks for watching tonight. See you guys next week. I'm on uh, Twitter at Showbiz Simon. Same on Instagram and on Facebook at This Is Simon Thompson. Um, yeah, thanks. And tell your friends about this because they might like it. Yeah, yes. totally. Do, Do it. it. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.